I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club once again. Very excited to have a little chinwag about a film that we've watched recently and share our thoughts and views with everyone who's listening. And once again, I'm joined by top film reviewer, in my eyes anyway, and I'm sure the listeners think that as well. Good friend and also stalwart of the show. Is that the right phrase? Core embodiment. The main person who comes on the Glassine Film Club. I'm giving you a big introduction here, Callum. It is Callum once again. How are you doing, Callum? Are you excited to have a chat about a film? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, I feel like I should have had uh, explosions or like fireworks for that entrance. I've decided um, I really want to. I'm going to start bigging you up even more because I, I like to give you a good introduction, and I don't think you do need one, you know, because the chat speaks for itself. But You've been a core member of the Glacé Film Club now for for years. We can safely say years. So I feel like a new big intro is necessary. Maybe a jingle will come along the line. Maybe we'll get some fan recordings coming in at some point. So if anyone is you know playing around with some audio recordings there, send them in and we'll play those on the podcast. It's a long shot at this stage, but hey, we're all fans of Callum, as am I. But um, what on an old Callum? Have you had a nice week? Let's just have a little chat about that. It's been it's been okay. It's been okay. It's been a long week, I think. Um, the the closer the closer we get to Christmas, the darker the days get. The longer the it just seems to go on forever. Um, yeah. But apart from that, yeah, it's been an okay week. Well, I'm um, I'm feeling a bit more Christmassy now. Uh, when mm. we when we release this, it'll be even closer to Christmas. So I'm hoping then I'll be full in the vibe. I even bought some wrapping paper today. So those presents are officially going to get wrapped, not in tin foil for probably one of the first years, actual wrapping paper. So that is very exciting. But I hope it's recycled. It, I hope it's recycled paper. Yeah, I think everything at Aldi's recycled. Oh, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. You know, I've been buying some stuff from Etsy, Callum. I'm doing my bit. I'm really trying this year to get some more sustainable and local presents. I can't, I can't be perfect. I'm doing all I can. Etsy's one of my steps. I've even snuck a few second-hand ones in there as well. Nice. So I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Anyway, let's talk about this film. And we've been chatting about how to pronounce this properly for more time than we should have been. So I'm going to introduce it, and hopefully I've got it right in proper British English. The Peanut Butter Falcon. This is Falcon. Falcon. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Sorry. The reason that I was... um, focusing in on that because i just had it in my head there was a british way an american way of pronouncing the word falcon and i couldn't remember it cambridge dictionary have sounded out to me pronounce it how you want but i'm sticking with peanut butter falcon and you know what there was a lot to talk about because that film took us by surprise we chatted beforehand neither of us had seen it about seen it before or heard much about it it dropped onto netflix last year 2019 independent film wasn't a huge budget production and we do cover a lot of big films on here but this one you know went under the radar for many but has grown in popularity as it's been on Netflix and we thought it was time to give our view on it give our take and we have done we've watched it there's a lot to chat about I've definitely got a lot to say I've been very excited to get onto the microphone and chat about this one Callum but before we do have a little chimwag can you give the audience 
a little overview of what went on in the film, please. Sure. So the peanut butter falcon, I think that's right. We'll go with that. Falcon. Follows follows the story of uh, three individuals. Uh, a guy called Zach, uh, who has Down syndrome and is being, uh, I suppose, housed um, in an assisted living facility. And I've sort of I'm doing I'm making the sort of in, the with my fingers the inverted commas there, just because the disability is going to be a theme we're going to talk about, and particularly how it's perceived. However, the film itself follows the story of uh, Zach. Uh, and Eleanor and Tyler. The film came out in 2019. I suppose it's a comedy drama, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, directed by uh, Taylor Nielsen and Michael Schwartz, who I believe this was their first uh, directorial oh, okay. f- uh, de- film. Uh, it stars Sheila LaBeouf, who plays Tyler, uh, Zach Gottsagen, uh, who plays uh, Zach, and Dakota Johnson, who plays a care worker called Eleanor. Um, now the story starts with uh, Zach, who has Down syndrome. He escapes an assisted living facility and uh, befriends this, um, I suppose, crab fisherman. I think um, Shayla Booth, who's currently on the run for um, setting fire to some other crab uh, fisherman's um, equipment, I suppose. Uh, and they instantly, and they come across to one another, and instantly um, have this uh, friendship bond. Now, Shayla Booth's brother, who's played by John Berthnall, um, died it's a, um, earlier on, but we don't actually get to see that. But certainly, Shayla Booth's character is, is lost somewhat, as is Zach's. Zach has an ambition to be a wrestler, or at least attend a wrestling school um, of his hero uh, called the Saltwater Redneck, who is a, a wrestler who's native to North Carolina, which is where the film's set. So the film follows... Uh, those two characters, uh, Shayla Booth and, and, and Zach Gottsagen, trying to find this wrestling school somewhere in the swamps of North Carolina. Um, the uh, On the other hand, Eleanor, played by Dakota Johnson, is a volunteer at the uh, living facility. I think it's a retirement home because she's driving around in a retirement bus. Um, she's trying to find uh, Zach, who's escaped, in inverted commas, Um and yeah, it essentially follows the story of those three individuals, really. It's a story more about friendship. It's a story about, um, certainly about what it what, what the American dream is, I think, as well. Like, there's there's quite a lot of references to the idea of uh, that sort of road literature. There's um, particularly Mark Twain in particular plays such a, a, a big part of the conversations between the three characters. Um, it's a film about an American consciousness, I suppose. It's a film about people's relationship with the land, how they move. It's a, a film about how disability is perceived, not only by um, sort of the, the a formal institution, but also just normal, like people living alongside. I suppose. Um, yeah, it's 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 a comment on how disabled people are treated. I think, and the the emotion that comes with that. Um, it's also the first film that we've watched, Marcus, where I actually cried. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, the indeed. First it was the Glass A Film Club. This is unbelievable. It was, it was. I don't know. I don't know whether it was the sort of the stress of the week, or the fact that I was tired, or whether it was you know the 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 music, the score, the soundtrack is unbelievable as yeah, well. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether it was that, or it was just the fact that it was a, just a beautiful film. But yeah. Um. 
that's that's a very that's a sort of a wandering overview. No, it's a good. I, I, I think, think it's, I, I think it's apt for the plot, definitely. And what a comment straight away, a positive comment for the film to say it's the first film for the Class A Film Club that you cried for, which Indeed. straight away obviously is showing the intense emotion that this film depicts. I just want to start off with my first comment about the plot of saying this film is simple storytelling done unbelievably well. The plot is very linear. It's a classic American adventure, traveling adventure, going from A to B. There's a something that they're traveling towards. Uh, one of them is going to escape something, whereas the other one's going to this, which adds to the comedy element of this wrestling school that he's seen in his VHS films. So there's an aim for them both, and they're working through, they're developing as they go, almost a coming of age. I suppose you'd say it's a bit away from that because the characters are a bit older, but it's definitely a development. It's a growth film over a physical journey, but obviously the emotional journey. So it's a classic American piece in terms of that, but just done so well. I think the story, the plot points move quickly. The film's just over 90 minutes. You go through stuff, things are happening. You're never wondering what's happening next, but enough things happen to keep you occupied. But the emotion just comes through so well in it. And at every point, each character, each meeting, every action is relevant to the messages that have been told and shared, but also the emotion that's been portrayed. And for me, yes, you said there's a big comment on how disabled people are treated. And yes, that is one of the biggest themes in the film. Also, it's a look at the American dream, what it is to be American, what it is to live in America. But for me, it's the exploration of a friendship, of a relationship that is unlikely at the beginning, but is so pure at the end. And this is because of the factors of Shia LaBeouf's character. He's a bit of a runaway. He's grieving. He's trying to do right. And there's the chat in the film about saying, are we good guys or bad guys? And then Zach in it, who's the character who has Down syndrome, his pureness is what brings the beauty out of Shia LaBeouf's character and the beauty in that relationship. And there are so many points in it along their journey where they grow together. And it just gives you an insight into that beautiful human friendship and relationship so for me like i said the plot is spot on very simple but everything works in it to tell that story what do you think Cameron? no i agree absolutely the 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 purity um you talk, spoke about there is absolutely spot on the film the thing that um the thing that made me sort of weep i suppose is 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 the um that purity of friendship it is the they're both lost souls, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's lost his brother. Shayla Booth's lost his brother. And then these other crab fishermen have moved in on his territory, I suppose. And he he's kind of... He wants to escape the situation that he's in. He wants to go to Florida and start a new life, sort of refresh. Um, and, you know, of course, there's the symbolism when he finally leaves that little fishing uh village when he sets the uh the things on fire that was quite symbolic Definitely. of burning his roots i suppose because mm-hmm. um, obviously he's he's part of the landscape is, is his character but then obviously you've got zach who's living who's in this assisted living facility hates it is treated like a child as well which is quite interesting um even though he's a grown man but he's treated with this sort of um almost patronizing nervousness 
um, by other people in the film just because he's got Down syndrome. Yeah. Um, whereas Shayla Booth just speaks to him like any other person, um, really, which I think is quite interesting. I think it's quite interesting, particularly in uh, contemporary uh, how does how disability sorry is is represented in film but also wider society i think but the, it was just the the way the film came together as well like the purity of the friendship but then like the sort of wanting to sort of escape your set surroundings wanting some just a sense of something different or to be treated differently or to just to be somebody different in a new place and you know the the, the sort of the the acoustic music that runs throughout the film the i mean it's it's set in north carolina but at the same time it's almost its own setting in a way it almost feels uh detached from the rest of the world mm-hmm. it's very it's almost like a bit of a backwater isn't it i suppose um where everyone there has their own rules their own sort of way of living it's not very connected to the rest of the world and i suppose what they're both trying to do is to feel connected to somewhere else perhaps um but yeah, it was just it all came together beautifully, didn't it? Like, you know, the the friendship, the purity of the friendship that's unlikely at first, but then you'd think by the end that it had always been friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music and the sunsets and the the sense of freedom, the sense of it, it's kind of like a road movie, really, isn't it? it, it it's kind of like a. It reminded me of um, a film that we reviewed over the um, the summer, actually, not over the summer, but. When we when it was when we weren't allowed to actually leave the flat, um, the Australian film that we watched, uh, what was it called? Home for the Wilder People. Ah, uh, yes. It, okay. It, yeah, it, yeah. it remind it reminded me a bit of that. Um, sort of how an institution or the state controls sure, yeah, people yeah. they they consider to be vulnerable or not worthy or different, and then again an unlikely relationship that struck up between two opposing worlds i suppose and then there's a harmony found between those two um yeah i think it it was in between the sort of it was in between when they made their their raft and they were hugging on the raft and then the sun was going down and there was the music playing i was just like oh my god this is that really got you this is intense yeah Yeah, there was floods of emotion like yeah i absolutely felt and i love a film which can get you like that and can be so pure and honest i feel that captured it but just picking up from what you said of the journey and the development and from also at the beginning where Zach um, is treated a lot more like a child because he's got Down syndrome. I feel this is depicted really well when he first meets Tyler and Tyler's asking him to do things, carry his own weight, follow him, don't slow him down. And um, Zach's saying to him, well, I can't, I've got Down syndrome. He goes, well, yeah, you can. If you're staying with me, you can do it. And by the end of it, like you say, that is at the beginning, it's depicted as him just kind of like casting him aside, which he is at the beginning, but they become friends. And then his disability isn't a restriction to him in the end. And that showed when Eleanor comes on the raft with them at first and she's saying, oh, is your blood sugar okay? I've got some M&Ms here. You need to have something. And uh, Tyler's going, it's okay, it's okay. Let's do our training. Hold your breath. Hold, like doing all the training they've been doing for him, becoming a wrestler. And he's the one who has let him move beyond his disability by treating him like a regular person. And that is absolutely a huge comment, like you said, on the way people are treated who are different, specifically disabled, but also to show how the beauty and the pureness of a human relationship can come through no matter what. They were just connecting on a human level, whereas Eleanor was connecting with him on that 
relationship in the structure that the state had put together. And she thought she was doing um, a kindness to him, which she wasn't from her heart. She was because she was doing it within a structure which didn't allow this development to happen. But when they're free, and like you said, they're on the road, they're allowed to develop and become something else and more and that physical journey becomes the journey of themselves and themselves together but one thing i wanted to add in and i was so proud of myself when i read this because as i was watching the film after the reference to mark twain when he asked eleanor yeah. in the shop about it i'm like this is so much like huckleberry finn this story is just like the adventures of huckleberry finn and i was like yeah this makes sense and then when I was doing my vast bits of research on Wikipedia about this film, one of the first things it says is this is a retelling of Huckleberry Finn. I was like, yes, obviously chuffed with myself for picking up on that. But I think that is a great thing that's been done there. Obviously, that could be a real gimmick, like, oh, we're going to retell one of the greatest American novels. But it works. It works so well because it's basically put in modern issues on something. Huck Finn's a great book and its core has got a lot of, the same things at this, like relationships and developing through an adventure. But obviously it's dated. There's issues then which aren't necessarily the same now, whereas this is, like you said, a modern version of it. And I just can't believe that you've managed to take something. Like I said, when I would have heard that, I think it'd be a gimmick, but they've done it so well in putting this different blueprint on it and taking that, like you said, road film, that traditional structure, which is lifted from Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn and doing it so well. So I completely agree with you what you're saying about that adventure and them developing together. And I think that's seen so much in those bits that are mentioned. I just wanted to move this on a little bit to visuals in the look of the film, you mentioned about where it's shot. It's a bit out off the beaten track in America. I think it's stunning, especially the the scenes on the water. The river plays a big part of this, as it does in Huckleberry Finn. But that is obviously significant of their journey, the development, especially the bit where they get baptized. And, he, and yeah. the blind pastor is like, oh, let the, they say, like the Mississippi water cleanse your soul or uh, something to those words. And the water is, it's their life. It's what allows them to travel. It's their living quarters for a while. It's the water that baptizes them. It's so significant, but those, and also he saves him as well when he's swimming across and that boat nearly hits him. There's so much significance in the water, but the view of it and the feel it gives you is that tranquility that allows them to be alone and their relationship to develop. And I think just watching that is what really gets you, the stillness and the calmness. I mean, just saying it now is just kind of bringing joy to my heart, just thinking how wonderful it is to look at. And that's what I love about the setting of this film. Again, much like the storytelling, the visuals are very simple, but tell the story and depict those themes so well by the way that it's placed. What about for you? What did you enjoy about the uh, the look of the film? Uh, well, yeah, well, that's what, that's what I said. I think this is the thing that sort of triggered... I keep I keep saying it, but it's the thing that triggered me to start weeping. Um, just because the there's a there's a the road liberates them, really, doesn't it? Yeah. But again, like that, the movement, the slow drifting movement along the river is incredibly symbolic of wider themes that exist within. Um, the history of a, of an American consciousness, really. Yeah. Obviously, it's based on the Hook Finn, Hook uh, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, but you know, there's, there's so many references to like the American dream and the fact that 
um, Dakota Johnson, her character keeps saying, "Oh no, we well, what do what are you gonna do when you when all this is over? Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, what yeah. you know what are you gonna do? We're just gonna return to your normal life." And it's like, well, there I suppose their argument is, well, why should they have to? Because mm-hmm. you know what the film is saying that regardless of who you are, you know whether regardless of your and in this in this particular instance, regardless of your upbringing or your disability. Um, the American, the American sort of consciousness allows you to do whatever you want and be whoever you want, which is a, it's really feel goody, and I can't help but feel just a little bit cynical towards that. But I don't. But the thing is, what the film does is that it it, it knocks the cynicism out of me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what, it just exactly, it just does. Exactly. It just knocks it out of me, and you know, it's sort of, you know, even though it's set in this sort of backwater, and it's it embodies like that kind of like frontier spirit that um, a lot of I suppose right-wing people talk about really this idea of expanding the nation or expanding America but in this instance it's not necessarily about that it's been rephrased it's about sort of expanding your mind expanding really self exactly yeah in exactly in a positive Expand- way yeah using 100... that rhetoric yeah, using that exactly. idea but in a in a positive notion yeah and the water plays such an important part as well and you know the relationships that are framed in the film uh, apart from Zach's and um, Tyler's relationship, um, they're all very institutionalized. Yeah, there's no sort of um, purity there, and what the water represents as well is it's symbol it's symbolic of that purity of friendship that's being created. It's it's the relationship with the land. It's the relationship with who they are as human beings as well. I mean, sure. the the blind pass the blind uh, man who's like the the pastor. And he blesses them and baptizes them in the waters. Um, is it the Mississippi or the Missouri River? I don't Missouri, even know. you might be right there. Miss- yeah, Missouri, I think. Um, but yeah, like, but there's again, there's a there's a history there with those particular rivers, anyway. Um, particularly with framing America, particularly in the nineteenth and early twentieth century, like the movement of travel, trade, in particular, mm-hmm. artwork as well um, of the from the nineteenth century. Um, focused heavily on the idea of um, people's relationship with the land and people's relationship with the water because water, particularly rivers, never stop moving. Um, and there's nothing to stop you from moving on. A, a river will take you where, where the river flows. Um, and I think that's a, another symbolic um, juncture in the film where they finally build the raft and they're no longer traveling, they're no longer walking. It's the water's taking them where wherever they, they need yeah, to go. And, and it's... Point. It, it's so good. It is just so good. <laughs> yeah. And they're no longer, at that point, they're no longer, so they're propelling themselves, they're forcing a direction along the river at first, but once they get the raft, like you said, the river then takes them, which well, it's the whole, you think it's of the that whole... as like, they're not having to fight to get their path. They are then free and just allowing their path to take them because they feel at that point in the film that what they're uncovering and discovering from each other is taking them where they need to be rather than forcing in the direction they both feel they need to go at the beginning i was just going to say words to that effect yeah and it's that it's that famous phrase isn't it you can't control the wind but you can set your sails um you know and that you know that's a that's something that was that was scrawled on all sorts of beer mats and uh, <laughs> things whilst we're at university. It's true. It is true. Like, and you know, there's there's no coincidence that um, particularly uh, Amer- American artists depicted uh, in the nineteenth century, um, you know, 
frontiersmen on rivers trying to on like sort of makeshift boats trying to find a sense of purpose or a sense of freedom or or a new life it's, it's an incredibly romantic film as well like um i feel like i don't know sometimes I, I do take life a little bit too seriously um and there's an element of romanticism within the film that it's dream it's dreamy in some yeah, in, in yeah, some yeah. aspects it's, a, it's um, the heartwarming film for the cynic <laughs> yeah. yeah well put absolutely that's the one that's the one anyway i just want to shift the line that we're talking about a little bit towards what you touched upon at the beginning but the fact that the character of zach both the character and the actor have down syndrome and obviously this is a big thing that we focused on in terms of it's about how people with disability are treated and that also then plays the part in how their relationship flows as they both treat each other as human beings and that juxtaposition shows as his carer Eleanor arrives and still treats him in the way that he's been treated before he met um, Tyler and that juxtaposition is so harsh at that point but what do you think in terms of the film because obviously this is a choice that this is one of the points of the film is that the uh, obviously the actor and the character have Down syndrome and it's talked about a lot in it and that's part of the setting what do you think the film is trying to say and show in that area well i think well the thing is i did a bit of research before um well after after we what after we watched it but before we did before we were off mic and apparently the directors um were camp camp uh, they went to some sort of like a, a camp for actors with disabilities okay um in like 20 i think it was 2010 or 2011 um in uh in california and they they, they they expressed an interest in making a film with um Zach Godsagan. Um I think it's more about sort of I mean, actors with disabilities are massively underrepresented anyway. Um and I think it's it's just such a it's an important film to make, I think. Um it's giving a voice to um people who aren't necessary or aren't represented as much as they should be mm-hmm. within 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 the art industry and that's not just sort of in hollywood that's just that's just every, that's just in any in any in any aspect of art i suppose um i mean it was the one of the highest grossing film independent films of that year yeah um which i think has played a played a huge role in it that's in, the dream isn't it <laughs> oh god yeah absolutely i mean the thing is i read um the Guardian gave it two quite critical reviews. One review was really, really great, saying it's the feel-good movie that's brilliant. Um, it's like a sort of a feel-good niche indie um, film, but its depiction of of Zach is is misplaced. It's sort of it the way people are, the way people treat him isn't empowering. It's quite ridiculing. But my sort of response to that is that like, well, it's more about it's more about how people view people with down syndrome that's what the film's about really mm-hmm. and it's about sort of how institutionalized relationships can become just as a result of um your disability and it's the thing is it doesn't even just focus on disability it focuses on age as well um because they've like there's a thing running through the film about how oh this is the only when D- dakota johnson is having the conversation with him in, in the retirement home it's like oh this is the only place for you um and he's in a retirement home yeah, with yeah, people yeah. who are 
you know, who are nearing death, basically. And it's almost as if the state has decided that, oh, well, you're different, therefore we're going to put you in this home and just wait for you to die, basically. Mm -hmm. And then there's the scene when they're in the cafe as well, um, and uh, they want to put him into a, a facility for drug addicts and prostitutes, apparently. Which, again, is another comment on how society in the state um, deal with um, drug addicts and prostitutes as well. Like, yeah. it's a very, it's a very sort of, it's not. The film is primarily about how people view people, how how people with disabilities are viewed and treated, but mm-hmm. it's all just largely about an institutionalized. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Institutionalized hate is too strong a word, but certainly a sense of. Um, I'm lost for words today, to be honest. I can't think of the word I'm looking. I'm I know where for. you're going. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's almost as it's like how an institutionalized. Um, I will get there in the end. It'll come to me in about five minutes' time. But you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure the viewers do just yet, but yeah. they will do in about no, five absolutely. minutes' time. No, I get you. And <laughs> I was looking into the idea of, and I think that's what we said at the beginning of like the treatment of people who are outside the norm. And there's no nuance of that treatment. It's very much a, well, if there's no benefit to society directly that we can see, then we kind of lump everyone who's different or outside of our mainstream together. That's exactly what I tried to say. That's exactly what I was trying to say. And obviously, in that view that's depicted, he fits in there along with elderly people who are past doing anything with their lives. And obviously, like you said, prostitutes and drug addicts they all with this depiction get put in there and i think there's yeah there's so much truth to that of course just on subtle treatment of people in terms of our biases and how we view people but then also like you said the institutionalized way of doing it and we could talk about that a lot in terms of evidence in the modern day but i just think it is a good kind of nod to that and allowing people to rethink their treatment and i don't think it needs to get bigger than that because the beauty of the film is it focuses just on the this very specific friendship relationship between zach and tyler it's not trying to make a massive comment on saying oh society needs to change and stuff like that it says well changes start just with friendships and look how beautiful a friendship can be when it's looked through of the eyes of someone who doesn't see any of these barriers and that's what they say that's what's been said in this film through the eyes of Zach is that he doesn't see any of these barriers. Yes, he understands the view that the rest of the society put on him as disabled, as not being able to do the other things that people can't do. But then the character Tyler says at one point, yeah, all right, some things you're not going to be able to do. You're not going to play in the NBA. You're not going to be able to do this and that. But you're strong. You're the strongest person I've ever met. And you can do anything you want to. Like, you don't have to be able to do every single thing. And yet the view that's being depicted by putting him in the old people's home is that, oh, just because you can't do a few things, you can't do anything. And this is what this relationship shows. And this is why I think, yes, the the depiction of his disability and having Down syndrome is so important. But what it gives is the entry point into seeing this really pure relationship and friendship that develops because you are seeing it. And Tyler is being brought onto this because it's been seen through Zach's eyes. And Zach doesn't have any prejudice. And that's why it grows and it grows to the way it does. And for me, the absolute beauty of this film is the relationship that those two characters have. And just for a bit of wider context, when I've researched this a little bit, those two, the 
the actors Shia LaBeouf and uh, Zach Gottsagen are really good friends off the back of this in real life and Shia LaBeouf has said how much he's changed his life it's been well documented over the years that Shia LaBeouf's had a uh, a tough life he's had ups and downs and he's you know he's struggled with mental health and he's uh, been in all sorts of different uh, situations but he seems to have made quite a lot of films in the last few years and he said meeting Zach has really changed him and I feel that their relationship off screen is absolutely the power driver behind these characters on screen and this is why it feels so raw and there was an interview mm. as well with um with uh, Dakota Johnson, who said this as well, like she saw it. And she can you can't look at this friendship and not love it and not be drawn in by it. And she said she's not seen anything like that happen on a set before. And obviously, they those two have formed the chemistry, which is seen on screen. And I feel like what we see on screen, those things that it makes us feel, because they are true. There's, I think there's so many parallels with that in real life. And for me, that is the absolute win of this film. Yes, it's simple storytelling well done as i've said it's a nod back to loads of great american history and fiction it's also depicting a little areas of society and critiquing things here and there but at the core of it it's showing how a pure and unfiltered friendship with no prejudice between anybody can be so beautiful and bring so much joy to life for them and everyone surrounded them. And that, for me, is the great win of this film that comes through so well. Um, yeah, I know, I, 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 yeah, no, I agree completely. Like, I mean, and also it's um, it's interesting. Well, it's not interesting. I think it's another thing that drives it is the fact that, like, there's been loads of films made about people's relationships and particularly um, with characters being disabled. I mean, like Forrest Gump, for example, Rain Man but they were all played by people without disabilities. I think yeah. the thing that the thing that drives the film as well is the fact that um Zach Godsegan actually has down syndrome as well. Yeah. Like that 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 drives the film and yeah, I just I, I keep making the same point but it, it is just it is that it is that isn't it? It's about the purity of of the relationship. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Well, as you said there, you keep making the same point because that is the strong point. I think we've got to the core. It's a very simple film put together and we simply get into it because it shares those core uh, themes and what it wants you to very well. I think let's take that and round off now because we've said and discussed some really good stuff and I feel like I've managed to get that out of myself and I feel really good about it, what this film's given me. What I just wanted to add before I give my full summary is that it's not to be forgotten that the comedy in this film is fantastic. Like you said at the beginning, it's a comedy mm. drama. There's some great comedy just at the beginning when he's when Zach's running out of the care homes in his underpants. Just like the visual comedy of that, and then he's hiding in the speedboat. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. And then there's elements where he fires the shotgun for the first time, and he just flies back in a really slapstick manner. Absolutely hilarious. So like this film, even though at the core of it, it's got so much beauty and tenderness i think that that comedy mustn't be forgotten and um, there's a lot to be said there but to round off i'm going to say favorite scene callum is when they're on the beach and they're talking about being heroes and tyler's saying to him that he's the strongest person he's ever met and he is a hero he's a good guy and he goes he asked um, tyler are you a good guy and he says to him i don't know what do you think he goes yeah you're a good guy and i think this film it just break down the idea of good and bad but it comes to the very simple conclusion that goodness is just very simply taking away all prejudice and being kind and 
good to people and you see the results that it depicts there i think that scene is unbelievably beautiful and then it rolls into the great scene where it becomes the peanut butter falcon falcon damn nearly got it there and um they're um they're around the fire and they're throwing the logs in it i think that's a very good scene as well but all of that i think is unbelievable and like i said for me this film is very funny with the comedy but the core of it it's just a beautifully pure film that connects with you on a very raw basis there's not too much to it simple storytelling unbelievably well done it looks fantastic you go on the journey with them they have this physical journey and adventure that becomes an emotional one for both themselves and the friendship but you feel like you've been on it i feel like i've gotten something from that film that's given me more for myself from them so i can't not give it 10 out of 10 one of the best films i've watched in quite a while i thought it was unbelievable so yeah that is my conclusion for it callum sum us up if you would yeah i mean no i agree with with pretty much everything you've said like the uh my favorite scene is when they're um it's when they're on the they're both sat on that makeshift boat and Sheila Booth, Tyler, Tyler is having flashbacks to when he was with his brother when he was younger. Yeah. Um, and uh, Zach is like hugging him, and then Sheila, Sheila Booth starts to cry, um, because he's thinking yeah, about beautiful. sort of the the emotion of um loss, but then finding um comfort in, you know, stranger, a stranger, I suppose, because that's yeah. what he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite scene because then it immediately. That that the guitar music that starts playing as well immediately after that it's just so sad but just so so beautiful at the same time. Um, that's my favorite scene. I agree completely. I'm gonna give it a ten as well, just because it is genuinely like. I mean, we've we've been watching a lot of films recently, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just made me. It's just made me think think about sort of like relationships or just friendships or just in a completely different way, like. I know I find, you know, I, I've said before off off mic that I love films that sort of make you really really think mm-hmm. about about stuff. But the great thing about this film is that its its simplicity in its storytelling is the most powerful thing about it. Yeah, and sometimes to you know to convey human emotion, it doesn't have to be as nuanced and as complicated as what 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 we've spoken about in the past definitely, um definitely. you know it's it's power is is in its power is in its simplicity so yeah i'm giving it 10 it's one of it's a, one of the best films i've seen uh, this year um it is genuinely fantastic i'm going to give it 10 brilliant brilliant thank you callum i think that might be a glass a film club first as well two 10 out of 10s yeah, for the film true, wow we've really gone in on that but i think thoroughly deserved well done to everyone involved in that film because it was absolutely fantastic and i'd seen it knocking about on netflix for quite a while now hadn't watched it and so glad we dive into it now and i am going to be telling everyone i speak to over the next few weeks to get themselves on netflix and strap in for that because it was an unbelievably beautiful film and thank you for discussing it with me callum i enjoyed talking about it nearly as much as i did watching it I feel that I had so much to say afterwards and I wanted to throw it out there and share and it was glad to be able to bounce that back and forth with you. So thank you once again for joining for another great discussion. Not a problem, absolutely. Ah. Um, yeah, but, not, a, not, not a problem, Mr. Johnson. Thank you, thank you. Well, that brings us to the end point of this. Great chat, as always. 
And as we always say, we'll have plenty more coming. We've had a good run recently. We've been releasing a lot of good reviews for you, and we're going to keep this going. We've been watching plenty of films, keeping our eye on what's being released. If there's anything coming out soon, I have noticed recently there are actually going to be some new films coming out as cinemas start to open again. We'll be straight on those, and we'll be giving you our verdict as well. Keep your eyes peeled as well for any more interviews slash conversations we have coming up, as we have more of those lined up for the future. But of course, plenty more film reviews share with your friends we want to get the word out there we'd love more members of the glass a film club give us subscribe tell us your reviews itunes spotify we're on there we'll be branching out more but most of all we just love chatting about films with other people so come on join the conversation and we'll be having some more coming up but that's enough for today thank you once again callum and we will speak to all of the listeners very soon See you later.